Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, and this is episode 467 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's another Coffee with Brian, last one from South Dakota, last one from South Dakota. Going to talk about what are we going to talk about today? Uh, Starlink issues. Uh, we'll see how it goes today. We'll see if we have any more issues, but I think I might have found the smoking gun why all of a sudden it stopped working here in South Dakota. But we also have thunderstorms rolling through right at the moment, so we will see if uh, that changes anything. If I drop, um, I won't know if I actually fixed it, but. That is another thing that I have to look at is fixing things. And uh, something else on the list is the air conditioner. Um, Had some issues yesterday with that, and it was not a good day for it. But here we are. We made it through. It made it through. It was a long, warm night. Um, Pretty crazy warm afternoon and evening. But uh, we'll see what happens. I need to, uh, well, I'll talk about it in a bit. Also uh, did some rock hunting, want to talk about that, and um, our trip, our trip today, we are, it's a travel day, and uh, as soon as the show gets done, we will start, uh, we will start kind of getting ready to uh, take off, so we'll talk about that, and uh, all the normal stuff, let's see who is over here, oh boy, Duction Cups heading to... Hawaii and Canada this morning. Win, win for sure. Hawaii and Canada. Nice. Um, I found out yesterday that I, or yesterday or the day before, I got my Duction Cups affiliate link. I uh, did an interview that will be airing in a little while with uh, Lisa and Pip and AJ at Duction Cups, and uh, they were kind enough to throw me an affiliate link for the products posted out on socials the other day so maybe you got uh, maybe you got a click there pip that would be cool i love it when uh, i can help people sell some stuff um yeah good morning pip ja, um kyle in the audience this morning uh, said he should have commented and got that first status uh this morning when he was up checking on pigs no piglets yet Corey. no piglets yet um morning Good morning, Mike, Philippine Nomad. How we doing this morning or this evening, uh, whichever it may be. Mm, what do we got in the cup today? Uh, GSD, I think uh, think we got a few more days of the GSD. I'm guessing I'm going to have a second, <coughs> excuse me, second, second French press this morning. I got a bunch of stuff to do and it... Um, wasn't the best sweet sleeping weather last night. Let's just put it that way. So need a little extra this morning. So glad I have that GSD in um, <laughs> GSD in the cup to wake me up. And it's starting. Uh, <laughs> Kyle's Kyle said, easy there, buddy. I don't have a ponytail. Oh, a ponytail or a horsetail. Um, <laughs> morning, Blakesley Acres. How we doing? Uh, yeah, GSD, wake you up, wake you up for sure. If you're interested in any GSD, head on over to Food Forest Farms. You'll find it under, uh, I think, General Store, 
and uh, you drop it down there and you'll see the lots project and you can find all the blends that I've uh, I've come up with. Well, I guess Brian's come up with them, sent them to me. I really liked them and I told them to make more and asked them to slap a label on it. So you find the lots project blends over at Food Forest Farms. We got the GSD, uh, Baby Walter, Norman, Clyde, uh, and, um, and the Perfect Cup. And the Silver Bullet Blend, Silver Bullet Blend, very limited edition. Once once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, I got my coffee package the other day and have a few pounds of the Silver Bullet in there. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. I guess that's the perks of uh, perks of coming up with the blend is you get uh, you get it in your monthly package, even though it's uh, limited edition stuff. So. Um, uh, <laughs> Oh, Kyle says he does have a horse tail. That's just a little further south than the pony would be. Uh, so you're going to have pigs today, piglets today, Kyle. Is that, um, I don't know how piglets uh, coming, farrowing, I believe is is that the, the word? It's like farrow when they have their babies. Um, does that happen quick? Is that usually a precise day? Or is this like a, a wait and see for like a week? Never done pigs. Never done pigs. I have no idea. Um, from my understanding, they just kind of, do they uh, do they take care of themselves pretty much, or um, how's that go? How's that go? I suppose if I listen to the the Backwoods Butcher podcast, um, I would I would know all about pigs. I saw I saw you cleaning uh, the head for a European melt the other day, so. Anyway, good morning, K-Bonk. So you dropped in there, and uh, we should get over on to the Perfect Cup question since we're at six minutes already. Time is flying. Time is flying. Canadian Farmstead. Hola, amigas. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a bunch of girls, amigas. Bunch of girlfriends. Hmm. Anyway, let's get to that Perfect Cup, and uh, we'll move along with the show. All right, everyone, it's time for the 123rd edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel. That's t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash l-o-t-s-f-e-e-d. Every day I post the question there. I also post it on Facebook, LinkedIn, MeWe, Twitter, and Instagram. Also over on Noster. You can, uh, you can look for them there, but the best way to get your answer heard is to head over to that Telegram channel. That's t.me slash lots feed or comment on, on any of the other feeds. And if I get that notification in time, I will get those on the list. Anyway, let's uh, dive into it. The perfect cup question of the day today is what event from the past do you, do you most want to see a recording of? And again, what event from the past do you most want to see a recording of? I uh, I went down some uh, some different paths with this one. I I initially thought my first answer, and then the audience started weighing in. I was like, man, that that looks cheesy if I answer that because someone else, not the same event, but the same type of event. But I uh, so I threw two out there. I, I threw the first one, the initial thing that came to mind when um, when I thought of it, and then also one that I kind of contemplated later while I was picking rocks. But uh, 
I uh, I would say I would love to see a recording of the 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 eruption at Pompeii that basically uh, encap encapsulated the whole city in lava instantly. Um, I think that would be pretty interesting. I don't want to see the death and des destruction, but just how it happened and um, what was going on and how it just flipped the switch. Guys, I'm gonna sneeze. Be right back. <laughs> wow sorry couldn't came so fast i couldn't even get the camera off wow um anyway watching that explosion uh the magnitude of it obviously you're recording so i wasn't caught in it but uh um <laughs> oh kyle says i just wanted to see that guy that died masturbating yeah i mean the people that are they're finding um <laughs> The people that they're finding or they have found in Pompeii, that that is what um, that's what trips me out is that one instant everybody was doing what they were doing. And the other instant they were cased in uh, molten lava. Uh, but there was that. And then somebody else dropped something in. We'll talk about that in a second. But I, I wanted to throw out another one just to make sure you guys didn't think I wasn't being original. But uh how about the beginning of the Earth, guys? We've been uh, battling and waging wars and uh, discussing how the Earth started for years and years and years and years and decades and millennia. But um, what happened? The Big Bang, creation, did God just go, boof? I don't know. I want to know. Let's see a recording of that shit. Um, I mean, it's as hypothetical as any answer, I guess. Uh, Canadian Farmstead weighed in and said he wanted to see the building of the Great Pyramids, and that was like everything on this list was definitely a um, a, a choice if it wasn't a personal event. And even the personal events on the list, I was I was pretty interested in seeing. But uh, but Canadian Farmstead weighed in with uh, the building of the Great Pyramids. We would finally know how they did it. Um, Kyle. Backwoods Butcher weighed in with Gettysburg. He is a uh, Civil War guy and uh, likes likes that stuff. And I think Getty, Gettysburg would be definitely pretty impressive to watch. Uh, another one would be Shiloh um, down there by where we're staying in Tennessee when we get back there. Um, we're going to head out down there and check that uh, battlefield out. But I've heard that one was a pretty interesting one for sure. Um, Mike Philippine Nomad weighed in. He said the Krakatoa eruption in 1883, and that's the one that made me feel a little self-conscious about my answer. So I came up with two, but, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike weighed in with Krakatoa eruption. I'm guessing about the same vibe as, um, the same vibe as why I wanted to see Pompeii. Uh, Mona weighed in and said from, a, for a moment, I thought which moment of my own past, and I had an idea or two but on a bigger scale would like to see the sinking of the Rungholt, maybe Rungholt. Michael, uh, excuse me, Micah. Wow. Got a little distracted there when I got coated in dog slobber from a big old, big old, uh, head shake. So sorry about that. Micah, Micah said, uh, the confusion at Babel, uh, Liberty Meat Solutions weighed in with, uh, <laughs> I like this one. Josh always comes up with a little witty answer. He came up with, uh, with um, Epstein's death. Uh, that would answer a lot of questions. It would answer a lot of questions. As soon as he answered that one, I started going down all those conspiracies uh, and um, the proof, the proof. 
uh, some of those meetings, some of the secret society meetings and stuff that uh, all you know the government work has or uh, excuse me the new world order and all those things were laid out. I would have loved to have been a, a recording on the wall for those. Uh, Pip weighed in, said he he uh, he wants to see every angle of the tank man in Tiananmen Square. That's uh, that's the energy uh, from a dude that resonates. Uh, he went on to describe how one man standing can um, can really just stop a line of tanks and the imagery and um, the symbolism there beyond um, beyond that. So, yeah, Pip. Pip, uh, Pip always weighing in with a thoughtful comment. James said he would like to see the last concert Jerry Garcia played. Um, James, I think there may be a recording of that. Uh, I would have to assume that uh, something that large, not that they knew it was the last one, but uh, I, didn't they recall all the Grateful Dead concerts? Your wish may come true, man. Your wish may come true. I don't know. Maybe there's a story. I'm not a deadhead. I'm not sure. Maybe there's a story that uh, there's no recordings of that show. I don't know. Uh, Bob weighed in. He said he had a personal one when he fell down a cliff at age 20. Dang, how I wish it was on video. Could have been one of those TV shows where they show stupid people getting hurt. Oh, at least you know you would have been on a cool show like that. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and Corey, uh, Corey, my beautiful bride, weighed in. Uh, this morning and man threw me for a loop threw me for a loop for sure uh we are definitely not religious folk by any means we're not uh, churchgoers or bible readers or anything like that and my wife turns to me and says i would really like to see a, a recording of noah's ark and i was like wait what and then i went oh god she wants to play with the animals <laughs> she wants to see all the animals and she's like, well, yeah, I want to see how they got them on. I want to see how they fed them. I want to see how they watered them. I want to see how they took care of them. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay, I get it. I get it. Corey's answer is Noah's Ark. Uh, I had a couple drop here in the comments. We, uh, Backwoods Butcher said, he, how about Hitler's, how Hitler actually died if he died? Uh, I guess he would be probably be dead now, but uh, there is tons Tons of thoughts that he moved along and uh, moved out of there, and uh, they used a body double. Pip says the Roswell alien crash. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Backwood says there's about 50 other people who worked for the Clintons who I, I'd like to see how they died, too. Um, Russell Crowe did a good job. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man, it was an interesting question, an interesting thought experiment, uh, especially if you could only pick one. I had uh, I had tons. I had tons that were just streaming through my head. Those were the two major ones that poked out. And then um, as I did something that I'll talk about later in the show, I did a lot of contemplating because it was a pretty cool afternoon. It was a pretty cool afternoon. But uh, anyway, that is the perfect cup question for the day. Again, the question was, what event from the past do you most want to see a recording of? You can always participate in the Perfect Cup by finding the question posted daily Monday through Thursday at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. And also find it on all those socials I participate in. Not Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, or LinkedIn. 
That's been another episode of the Perfect Cup. Now back to the main show. Ah, sorry, guys. Um, Kyle says he likes the idea of the video of something that happened in his own life. <laughs> what is, what could have happened in your life, Kyle, that was so impressive that you would want to see a video of it? Uh, just joking, bud. Just joking. I'm sure there's been plenty of awesome events in your life. But, uh, yeah, one thing about uh, this gravel pit we're in, is crazy amount of flies uh eventually here they they kind of showed up after we were here and i don't know if it has something to do with the cow shit just being in a gravel pit in south dakota or what but man they have just um they have they have definitely ascended on us and um it's been fun well not really not really fly swatters abound for sure for the last couple days um (laughs) <laughs> everybody wanted to see old clips i had uh i have some things i think that i i could have seen clips of from my life not that i um i don't remember them so i usually have the video right in my head but guys i'm sorry i gotta stop for just one second and i'll be right back Whew. All right. Made it. <laughs> For some reason, little allergies this morning or something. I don't know what is going on, but uh, you guys don't need that. Anyway, let's uh, let's get over to lots of history. Pip prepared a good one for Wednesday. Uh, here we go. July 19th. 2023, Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. This is lots of history. And here we go from Pip. Hello, humans, and happy Camel Day. We come to day 200 of 2023, and there's lots of history from previous todays. And may I say a common quote, God made man, Sam Colt made them equal. You'll see why in the birthday section. Let me guess, Samuel Colt was born on July 19th, but we'll have to wait and see. This day, July 19th, 400. 184. Yes, that's three digits. 484. Leonid. How would you say it? (laughs) Leonidas, Roman usurper, is crowned Eastern Emperor at Tarsus, modern Turkey. He is recognized in Antioch and makes it his capital. Man. That's tough. That's tough. I don't know if I can read the rest of that one, Pip. Sorry, my, uh, yeah. The rest of that was tough. This day, July 19th, 1545, the warship Mary Rose sinks off Portsmouth. In 1982, the wreck is salvaged in one of the most complex and expensive projects in the history of maritime archaeology. She served for 33 years in several wars against France, Scotland, and Brittany. After being uh, substantially rebuilt in 1536, she saw her last action on the 9th of, 19th of July, 1545. She led the attack on the galleys of a French invasion fleet, but sank in the Solent, the strait north of the Isle of Wight. The wreck is, protect, is 
the wreck is a protected wreck managed by Historic England. The find includes weapons, sailing equipment, naval supplies, and a wide array of objects used by the crew. Many of the artifacts are unique to the Mary Rose and have provided insights into topics ranging from naval warfare to the history of musical instruments. Pips notes, the common explanation for the ship's name was it was inspired by Henry VIII's favorite sister, Mary Tudor, Queen of France, and the rose as the emblem of the Tudors. According to the historian David Childs, David Lodes, and Peter Marston, no direct evidence of naming the ship after the king's sister exists. It was far more common at the time to give ships pious Christian names, a long-standing tradition in Western Europe to associate them with royal patrons. <coughs> this day, July 19, 1701, representatives of the Iroquois Confederacy signed the Nathan Treaty, ceding a large territory north of the Ohio, Ohio River to England. The treaty was conducted in Albany, New York on the July 19, 1701, and amended by both parties on September 14, 1726. Pips notes, not for long, bitches. Can you imagine some 1700s Karen seeing an American Indian walking down the street of New York? There's a there to sign treaties. I can see a few of them running into local store or shop to get away. Oh, goodness. I could be scalped. Meanwhile, the same Indian possibly speaks better English than said 1700th century Karen. Pip. <laughs> Pip must have had to deal with some Karens yesterday or something. Uh, this day, July 19th, 18, 1843, Brunel's steamship, the USS Great Britain, is launched, becoming the first ocean-going craft with an iron hull and screw propeller, becoming the world's, becoming the largest vessel afloat in the world. She was the largest passenger ship in the world from 1845 to 1854. She was designed by Isambard Is 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 Kingdom Brunel. He uh, lived 1806 to 1859 for the Great Western Steamship Company transatlantic service between Bristol and New York City. While other ships had been built of iron or equipped with screw propellers, Great Britain was the first to combine these features in a large ocean-going ship. She was the first iron steamer to cross the Atlantic Ocean, which she did in 1845, taking 14 days for the journey. Uh, this day, July 19th, 1903, Maurice Gorin wins the first Tour de France, the first cycling race set up and sponsored by the newspaper La Auto, ancestor to the current Daily uh, Equip. It ran from the 1st to the 19th of July in six stages over 2,428 kilometers, which is 1,509 miles. The race was invented to boost the circulation of La Auto, after circulation started to plummet from the competition with the long-standing La Valio. Um, I don't really my I don't yeah, the bike racing, not my deal. This day, July 19th, 1963, Joe Walker flies a North American X-15 to record altitude to a record altitude of one one hundred and six thousand and ten meters, which is three three hundred and forty-seven thousand eight hundred feet on X-15 flight ninety. Exceeding an altitude of 100 kilometers, this flight qualifies as human spaceflight under international convention. Like many X-series aircraft, the X-15 was designed to be carried aloft and drop-launched drop from under the wing of a B-52 mothership. Pips notes, how many humans have been launched? The old Orlando Wet n' Wild water park had the Bombay 
that the floor dropped out from under you and dropped you a very steep water slide, I don't think that counts. I have actually been to the Orlando Wet n Wild uh, in ooh, what would that have been about 1996. This day, July 19th, 1977, the world's first global positioning system signal was transmitted from Navigation Technology Satellite 2, NTS2, and received at Rockwell Collins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa at 12.41 a.m. Eastern Time. Pips notes, recalculating, yeah, of course you're recalculating. You told me to turn after I passed the turn. Pulls out Rand McNally map and protractor. How do you read this thing again? I don't think you need a protractor as much as a compass, dude. <laughs> this day, uh, July 19th, 1983, the first three-dimensional reconstruction of a human head in a CT is published. Man, there's a lot of firsts today. M. Vanier and his co-workers, Jay Marsh, and two different St. Louis hospitals, and Jay Warren, uh, McDonald's Air Aircraft Company, published the first three-dimensional reconstruction of a single CT slices of a human head. Pips notes, funny what three people can build. Look at duction cups. Yes. Um, he said that the rest of the wiki notes were about war, gunmen, car bombs, and two plane crashes. Yeah. Happy birthday. Who was who was born today? I mean, who could possibly have been born today? Oh, yeah, July 19th, 1814, Samuel Colt, American businessman, founded the Colt Manufacturing Company. An American inventor, industrialist, and businessman who established Colt's patent firearms manufacturing company, now Colt Manufacturing Company, and made the mass production of revolvers common, commercially viable. Colt's manufacturing methods were sophisticated. His use of interchangeable parts helped him become one of the first to use the assembly line efficiently. Moreover, his innovative use of art, celebrity endorsements, and corporate gifts to promote his wares made him a pioneer of advertising pro product placement and mass marketing. Colt's first two business ventures were producing firearms in Patter Patterson, New Jersey, and making underwater mines both ended in disappointment. His business affairs improved rapidly after 1847 when the Texas Rangers ordered 1,000 revolvers during the American War with Mexico. Later, his firearms were widely used, and set during the settling of the Western frontier, Colt died in 1862 and one of the, as one of the wealthiest men in America. Pips notes, pew, 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 pew. This day, July 19th, 1860, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. I uh, haven't heard that name in a while. American woman tried and acquitted for the murder of her father and stepmother in 19, 1892. An American woman who was tried and acquitted of the August 4th, 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother in Falls River, Massachusetts. No one else was charged in the murder, and despite uh, ostracism from the residents, Borden spent the remainder of her life in Fall, Falls River. Pips knows, also, it's been a long time too long since watching so i married an axe murderer there was someone else there was someone else on today the duke lacrosse fake accuser oh uh so i married an axe murderer has got to be one of the most underrated movies um nobody's heard of movies uh from the 90s mike myers and that was phenomenal um was never a big fan of like the austin powers stuff and that i mean it's good it is what it is but uh, man, so I married an axe murderer is uh, is classic comedy right there. So check it out if you've never seen it. This day, July nineteenth, nineteen twenty nine, Gaston Glock, 
Really? Gaston Glock, Austrian engineer and businessman, co-founder of Glock Guess MBH. Glock. <laughs> Looks like uh, Pip might be a fan. Yes, please. There's a good story about the murder attempt in 1999 quoted to murder Glock with a rubber mallet in a car park and make it look like an accident. Yes, those feral rubber mallets end up taking so many lives on accident. What? Glock began as manufacturer of curtain rods in 1960 and knives for the Austrian military in 1970 and did not design or manufacture a firearm until he was 52 years old. He already had experience with polymers as a result of his previous business ventures. In 1980, he bought an injection molding machine to manufacture handles and sheaths for field knives he was making for Austrian army in his garage workshop. His first pistol took one year to produce from the design concept stage to production, and he applied for an Austrian patent in April of 1981 for the pistol known as the Glock 17. Pip's first note, Pip speaking from memory, the Glock 17 pistol was specifically designed to hold 17 rounds plus one in the chamber. Let me please repeat that. What Karen calls high capacity is actually normal capacity, unlike your prescription drugs from your doctor. Wow, near infinite. Pip throwing shade at the Karens, popping pills. Pips also notes a dude recalls the PlayStation 2 game SOCOM, where my gamer tag was walks with a nine. A Florida dude bets 20 sats that he's more native than Elizabeth Warren. Oh, wow. Pip was fired up yesterday. This day, July 19th, 1938, Richard Jordan, American actor, a longtime member of the New York Shakespeare Festival. He performed in many of off-Broadway and Broadway plays. His films include Logan's Run, Les Miserables, Old Boyfriends, Rise, Raise the Titanic, The Friends of Eddie Coyle, The Yakuza, Interiors, The Bunker, Dune, The Secret of My Success, Time Bomb, The Hunt for Red October, Posse, and Gettysburg. Pip's notes, it's the secret group, those Shakespeareans again. July 19th, 1952, Alan Collins, American guitarist and songwriter, an American guitarist, and the one founding member of the Southern rock band Leonard Skinner. He co-wrote many of the band's songs with frontman and original lead singer Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, this day, July 19th, 1976, Benedict Cumberpatch, English actor. Okay, piss fourth wall break. Yeah, y'all know him as Doctor Strange, but I'd suggest he played the best Sherlock Holmes character, period. Pips knows in February 2014, Cumberpatch appeared with Sesame Street characters Murray and Count Van Count for PBS. Let's see who kicked off, who died today in uh, July 19th, 1982. Hugh Everett III, American physicist and mathematician, American physicist who first proposed the many worlds interpretation of quantum physics, which he termed his relative state formulation. In contrast to the then-dominant Copenhagen interpretation, the MWI posts um, that wave function never collapses and that all possibilities of quantum superposition are objectively real. What? Pips notes, at the age of 12, he wrote a letter to Albert Einstein asking him whether, what, whether that which maintained the universe was something random or unifying. Einstein responded as followed, Dear Hugh, there is no such thing like the irresistible force and immovable body, but there seems to be a very stubborn boy who has forced his way vicariously through strange difficulties created by himself for this purpose. 
Sincerely yours, A. Einstein. Basically, dude, keep going, I think, is what he was saying. I might have to dig into that quote a little later. Uh, this day, July 19, 2004, J. Gordon Edwards died, American entomologist, mountaineer, and DDT advocate. The American entomologist and proponent of the use and safety of the pesticide DDT. He was an outspoken critic of Rachel Carls, uh, Carson and efforts to ban DDT, famously eating the substance to demonstrate its safety to humans. Pip's foreshadowing, though, tell me this dude died from some problem rooting from GDT, right? His 1961 book, A Climber's Guide to Glacier National Park, republished several times since, made him known as the patron saint of climbing in the park where he died while hiking in 1884. Pip's notes, fuck, I was hoping for triple cancer of the asshole for this dude who pushed the DDT. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know there. Um, this day, July 19th, 2015, Camario Ravosa, American singer, songwriter, pianist, and producer, the American poser and lyricist, singer, pianist, as well as a producer, director, and musical historian. He was an author and editor of Silver, Burdett, and Jin's music textbook series, World of Music and the Music Connection, and the composer of the theme musicals in the two series. All right. Holidays today. Holidays today. We have Martyrs Day in Myanmar, a Burmese national holiday observed on the 19th of July to commemorate General Aung San and several other leaders to the pre-independence interim government and one bodyguard. Uh, Sandistas Day or Liberation Day in Nicaragua, celebrated on the 19th of July on a national level. It marks the day that the National Libertarian Army defeated the Somoza dictatorship in the Nicaraguan Revolution. In recent years, it's mostly a political celebration for members of the FSLN. Cheers, humans. Clean your pew-pew if you're happy about Colt or Glock. And I didn't know their birthdays were on the same day until yesterday. And now you all know today. And there's a difference between a firearm magazine and a clip. Pip's arm hair stands up with frustration. Now go dry hump Wednesday and get shit done. Duction cups approve. Thanks, Pip, for the history segment. If you wanted to catch any more links, and there were a few things I had to pop over there just because I can't read or uh, or or speak this morning. But all the links will be in the blog post over at thelotsproject.com. Or find it posted all around socials. Just find that lots to talk about right at the top. Or scroll it all the way to the bottom. They're all listed out there. Pip does an awesome job documenting all of these and throwing in the links. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pip. And if you like it, you can uh, also head over to DuctionCups.com. And if you want, use my affiliate link. DuctionCups.com slash lots. Weird. That one's easy to remember. Ah, thank you, Pip. Thank you, Pip. What do we got going on here? Uh, everybody's talking vertical-oriented thumbs. Yes. Thanks, K-Bonk. Everybody hit those thumbs up. I don't say it. I don't uh, I don't always remember to say it, but I do appreciate you guys uh, when you hit those thumbs up, when you hit those likes and shares. It all helps. It all helps for sure. <coughs> it looks like <clears throat> people are going to be cleaning some gun. I'm uh, going to clean the an oil, or, oh, Kyle's going to clean the oil hand cannon today in their honor. Um, I don't know. You should probably, you should probably wash your hand cannon every day, Kyle. 
Oh, man. I didn't know that Glock and um, Colt were born on the same day. You would think as a firearms enthusiast, or um, it seems like Pip didn't know. Uh, several other people may not have known, but uh, you would think that that's something that would have come up across the years of uh, firearms and the reading and things that I've done, but maybe not, maybe not. Oh, what do we got on the list for today? Starlink. Let's start with that one. It's been holding out pretty steady today. It looks like the storms have cleared and the signal's pretty strong. Uh, yesterday was just a shit show and it kept blurbing in. I mean, if you were here listening uh, or watching or you listened after, there were many, many, many um, long pauses and they seem to be uh, longer than normal. Um, good morning, Golden Crickets. No one wants to hear about that, Kyle. <laughs> It'd be, it's a quick job when Kyle washes his can cannon. <laughs> anyway, the, the, it was, it seemed like it was acting different than normal. Um, I don't know if you guys would agree. The guys that are here every morning, uh, listening and deal with, I appreciate so much, um, that you deal with, uh, the little blurbs and the, the cut in and outs of the internet. I'm trying to get it figured out. Uh, up in Tennessee, but as we were traveling west, it was supposed to get better. And man, you would think sitting in this gravel pit with uh, with a satellite on the roof of the camper that there would be no obstructions. But man, yesterday, yesterday, um, yesterday was it was rough. Kyle says, "Yeah, it was rough," and I I apologize. I think I got it fixed. I was working on the air conditioner when I figured it out. Oddly enough. Uh, after the show, I was looking at the obstruction map in the Starlink app, and there were all these weird, uh, like, intermittent little obstruction dots, like, in the middle of the sky. Um, it didn't make sense. Usually, they're around the edge. They're, like, a tree or a branch from a tree or whatever's in the sky. I mean, like, a, a power line. You can see it clear as day. Like if you go out and look at the satellite, you look up at the sky, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the edge of the tree on the map or on the uh, 3D replicate. And um, so yesterday I'm looking at it and there's all these sporadic dots all through the middle. And I, I didn't know what that was. And Corey and I kind of talked. Was it uh, solar flare? Uh, was it um, uh, what were you? You said something. Um, something. Corey mentioned something. I was like, oh, yeah, that might be it. Uh, but anyway, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. We kind of um, muddled through it. Corey was working yesterday. She jumped on our other, our backup internet. Uh, that worked fine. But uh, later in the day when we went to throw the air conditioner on, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but it, uh, it was having some issues. And so I went to climb up on the roof. And when I was working on the air conditioner, I kept hearing this banging randomly. It was just a random pop, bang. I'm like, this is not, this is not, um, <laughs> Kyle says the damn South Dakota flies. It could have been, those motherfuckers could have been piled up on that satellite. Anyway, I'm standing there working on the air conditioner, trying to figure it out. It, was, it kept bogging out the, the, the generator. And um, so I'm standing there and I hear this thump. And I thought it was the generator like backfiring. Wasn't really sure. Didn't hear it again for a little bit. I asked Corey. She didn't hear it. 
And uh, I'm standing there and it happened again. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it was probably, you know, a good like six, seven minutes apart. So it wasn't like anything and it wasn't rhythmic or I, I didn't know. I didn't know. The more I heard it, the more I realized it wasn't the generator. I was hoping that it wasn't like a fuse blowing somewhere. Um, and so I, I sat there and I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And it's scaring the shit out of me. I didn't know if it was the dog like banging against the wall, but I didn't know what it was and not knowing what it was, was the worst part. Anyway, I, uh, I decided that I had to go up and check the generator uh, or check the, the air up on the roof uh, that I, I had done everything I could down on the uh, in the camper out by the generator. I figured, let me go up and try to clean out the fins. Um, and so I'd go up and as I'm climbing up the I'm climbing up the ladder onto the roof of the camper, I'm like, ah, shit. The satellite was on its side on the roof no wonder it couldn't get any uh, signal well the banging i heard the satellite the starlink has a motor in it and it adjusts it uh, pivots it pitches and turns to follow to find out where it needs to be um what had happened i think there's two theories there's two theories one is we had an, a crazy, crazy windstorm the night before. It was thunderstorm, but we were on the edge of it. We didn't get a ton of rain, but the wind was ridiculous. Um, um, so I don't know if the wind knocked it over, which I'm guessing it did because it started in the morning. The issue started in the morning with the morning show, um, which would make sense that it fell over at, the, at night. The banging was the satellite kind of running, rolling itself around on the roof of the camper, trying to get signal. As the signal would drop out because it's on its side, not pointing at the sky, it would try to rotate to find signal. And it was like flipping the stand over on itself every few minutes, trying to find signal. Thump, thump. And um, my other theory, if the wind didn't blow it over, one thing I do, uh, and I changed this uh, yesterday, but um, I would put the satellite on the roof of the camper. I would grab the cord and I would pull some up and then I would kind of loop the cord around the stovepipe uh, that's up there just so just for protection. I guess if the if it fell off the roof, it would kind of hang there and give me some time so it didn't fall to the ground and smash. I don't know if it wound itself up enough that it pulled itself over like tightened itself up i put plenty of lead cable up on the roof now um but that was an option that was something i considered when i when i was up there looking at it i was like holy shit flip the satellite back up no problem no problem working great see it appears to be i, I haven't uh, i haven't flipped out yet this morning so there was that so fix that wish i could have fixed the air conditioning K-Bong says he has to report running a dehumidifier with the AC is producing very desirable results. Yes, um, that is one thing that I noticed yesterday. It's very dry here in South Dakota, even though it's, it was pouring rain this morning. It's, um, it's um, 
it's dry. The air is dry. It's, it's arid area. It's, um, it's getting into that high desert type feel. Uh, but yesterday when the air conditioning would be on, it's, uh, it's would, um, it felt super cold. I was like, I felt like I was fixing it and it's, it was super cold when it was blowing up. So I think that had a lot to do with the moisture in the air and, um, hopefully not anything to do with my issue, but, uh, anyway, all right, golden crickets, have a great day. Her internet's cutting out for her. Hmm, weird. We're talking about internet issues and, um, but anyway, air conditioner, we were getting up into the mid nineties yesterday. And, uh, as it was rising, uh, we figured we had to get the air conditioner on. Corey and I were thinking about going out to dinner, leaving the dogs here in the in the air conditioner. Um, and when I went to do it, I was having some issues because one, our solar was charging. I was trying to to get the settings back in line to run the air. There's this big there's a big issue with my charge controller. When we designed the system, um, there were some there were some obstacles we ran into, and I think I've mentioned them before, but the charge controller that we wanted to get, um, there were some warranty issues when installing it mobile, this and that, and then also a cost issue. Uh, when I went to the model we went to, I saved, we saved like, I think it was like $7,000 on the system, but um, there was some functionality that we lost. And one of them was, um, one of them was bypassing this and that and the other thing. Uh, well, when it, what my issue is, is once it's in charging mode, I have issues getting into charging mode and I have issues when it is in charging mode is, is my problem. So when I, when it gets into charging mode, so when the sun is active and the batteries are charging, it, um, it'll take as much power as it, as it can. So up to 30 amps. Now, there's settings I can go in and rectify all these problems that I have. Uh, I just haven't dug into the settings, and I don't know if I really want to be over there digging in the menus every single time I want to do something. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to manually do it um, with switches and fuses or uh, breakers and things of that nature. But I think I'm going to have to go in and change about four or five settings every time I want to do this process. But what would happen is... The charge controller will take up to 30 amps at a time. And so the solar's running, it's running, charging the batteries, blah, blah, blah. I don't have enough consistent power. Like literally I could have turned the air on with the power I was getting from the sun, but if the sun went under a cloud, I'd have been fucked. So I need to run the generator. Generator is sized just big enough for the air conditioner, plus a little bit of a spare, soft start everything it works uh it has worked repeatedly uh so i start the generator up one of the things that um one of the things that um one of the the things that happens is when i turn the generator on the generator will ramp up to 20 amps uh when it's charging 15 18 somewhere in there enough underneath uh under it doesn't bog out till over 20 uh really 
it's all in watts and i just go through the conversion but i know approximately where it bogs out so um anyway the problem is the generator ramps up to charge the batteries because that's the mode that the charge controller is in and when the air conditioner comes on it's too much of a load for the generator if we are plugged in um no issue no issue uh but the generator because it's charging and the air is on kicks out the generator so first hoops i had to jump through was getting it to stop charging which means i have to disconnect battery not disconnect just turn the i say disconnect all i'm doing is flipping a, a, a breaker <coughs> flipping breakers i get it all i get the i get the generator running on house power direct uh, i have a bypass switch i turn the air on the air starts running it's running 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 and then it overloads randomly Sometimes long, sometimes a couple minutes, sometimes uh, five minutes, sometimes a minute. Uh, and it's just, it's killing that generator. Uh, I go up, I clean it out. There was some dirt, not a whole ton. It wasn't that dirty. I've been kind of on a cleaning schedule since I've had that issue before. I think we might be on the last legs of our generator. Um, one, or not generator, uh, air conditioner. Little research I've come into that the the age of a unit, the the wear on the compressors, uh, heavy use, things like that, will uh, raise the the constant amp draw and will also result in surging, not necessarily surging to the fault of the air conditioner, um, but surging to above what my generator can handle because we bought we ran it so I didn't have to buy a large brick generator. Uh, I just have a little suitcase in it and it, it works fine. So I couldn't really troubleshoot it yesterday because I had the generator. Um, I didn't have any shore power, so I couldn't get the air conditioner to run long enough to test any of the, of the output, any of the, um, any of the amp draw, see where I was bogging down, what was going on, because basically it would start to happen and everything would quit. I have to wait till we get to shore power, do some troubleshooting, figure out if it's the air conditioner, if it's generator, if it's something in between. Um, K-Bonk says single feed to the battery from both sources. No, um, no, K-Bonk. I ended up getting it. I had switched something when we were on shore power in Tennessee. It's It was a goofy thing. Um, I got it to where I could bypass, run the generator, uh, run the generator for house power, and the solar was actually still charging the batteries to full. Uh, but the problem is if the generator kills, then I have no house power. It's either bypassed or not. And if it's not bypassed, um, if it's not, not bypassed, it will try to charge and run the air at the same time. So uh, it's a catch-22, and it sucks. Um, I have to drop some settings and change some things to kick it out of charging mode if I want the battery backup for the generator. So say if we were leaving, if we're here, it's fine. If the generator kills and the power goes out, we obviously know it. Uh, but if we're gone and the dogs are here, it kills um, for some reason, runs out of gas, just, you know, has a hiccup, motors stop. Uh, we wouldn't know that the power was out. So there's some some issues there. Anyway, um, yeah, I, so we're on kind of hold. I, I was working on it and I, I, I did as much as I could yesterday. 
uh, a because it was like 92 degrees in the camper and hot we had the fans on we just kind of went away from dicking with it because to troubleshoot it i would need to have as little running in the camper as possible to get a constant amp draw um, and check where where we're going wrong and start the troubleshooting process but did some research and man um i'm wondering i'm wondering and uh k-bonk was wondering is if the cap capacitor is bad in the micro air god i hope not I hope not. Um, that is that is something I'm going to check for sure. Um, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to suck trying to figure it out because I'm going to have to do it. I guess I could do it early. Not really. We're traveling the next few days. Uh, I would really like to troubleshoot it today when we got to Wyoming. If we have plugins, I'm pretty sure we have plugins <coughs> because the next day we don't. Um, we're traveling every day, so it's not huge, huge deal, uh, but it is very nice to be able to get there if it's super hot and just sit in the air, um, even though we sit in like an ice box when we travel. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so that's the AC and the Starlink. I'm going to have to hang on to these other two two topics for tomorrow, maybe, or maybe never, but um, yeah, we're heading to Wyoming after the show today, guys. Well, not directly after the show. We can't be in there till 2 two mountain time so we got a little bit of a uh, little bit of time to take our time this morning and um, pack up and hit the road but short little trip over to wyoming and um um wyoming and we go barely into wyoming take a left and go south we stay in wyoming so we get uh, a new state to mark off, mark off our map following day we'll be heading down to colorado and then across kansas oklahoma back back to Tennessee to home base for the moment. Tip said, would one of those temperature remotes that Nicole and Tim have mentioned work for not knowing if the AC goes out, sends an email or a text to you? Yeah, Pip, that uh, it would. We have uh, security cameras and we have a thermometer that it's on it. It's, um, I guess it would be a more instant, instant notification of a temperature change. Uh, we could set a minimum, I suppose, uh, basically we just kind of check in on the camera every once in a while and see what the temperature is. That's kind of our, uh, our mode at the moment. And it seems to work. It's just, uh, when things go sideways, then it's, it's, it's hard to trust them for a while. So we will see, we will see the, the freezer, the freezer monitor is a great, uh, great idea though, especially, well, I don't know. I don't know if it would work depending on, I guess it has batteries, but it would need internet. And if my power goes out, my internet goes out. So yeah, there's that. There's that. Uh, anyway, anyway, item of the day today, let's hit that and then we'll move on and we'll, uh, we'll move these topics over to tomorrow. Uh, Item of the day is the Best Tech 400 watt inverter. It's a tiny, uh, small car inverter that I've used uh, for a couple of years now. Actually, probably four or five years now. I first picked one up for my service van when I was doing the gas tech work uh, to run my laptop, uh, charge my phone, this or that. And uh, it worked great. It worked great. It's just this little little red inverter. It's got USB ports. It's got uh, AC plugs. It has two different ways to hook it to the battery of your car. You can use uh, a clamps or you can use a cigarette adapter, a 12 volt adapter. 
comes with both and it just works. It works. It, it's not going to run your house. It's not, it's not a huge ton of power. You're not going to do a whole lot with it, but for doing laptops and phones and having that extra AC power in the car while you're traveling, it's great. It's great. We love it. Uh, we have multiple devices we have to plug in while we're driving. We have our air pressure monitor. We have our backup camera. We have this, that, uh, and depending on what we're doing, we have other stuff to plug in. So we really like it. I mounted it right up under the dash in our vehicle. I've owned two or three of these over the years and they're cheap. I think they're under 50 bucks at this point. So check it out. Check it out. The best tech 400 watt inverter. There'll be a link to a review for it and the Amazon link in the video description and the audio description. Check it out. Even if you don't need an inverter, if you're going to be doing some shopping on Amazon today, I would appreciate if you hit those links. Hitting those uh, affiliate links is a way to support your uh, small creators. If you're looking to pick up some duction cups, uh, brand new affiliate link there, ductioncups.com slash lots. We'll get you uh, heading on over there, picking up some cups, some ducks, some boards, and all the things that the duction cup crew are throwing out there. Lots of stuff to come. Lots of stuff to come. You will find out a little bit more in the interview releasing next Monday night. Speaking of interviews, I got Jason Sparks from the Kentucky Sustainable Living Festival uh, and Facebook group tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, that will be a pre-record. We recorded that up. We're talking about the festival. We're talking about how he got into sustainable living and what he's got going on. So be sure to check that out tomorrow night, 6 Central, or catch the audio replay on the podcast feed. It will publish after the show is over. Other than that, guys, I, uh, I don't think uh, anything else is pressing back with butcher says uh, good show have to i'll keep giving piglet watch updates in the backwoods chat kyle if you uh if you have piglets you better be sending those pictures to uh my beautiful bride she will be furious if she doesn't see piglets so i know she's in your group but she likes that special attention you know you know how she is (laughs) i love her to death love her to death and uh, we'll give her all the special attention she ever needs so Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Uh, We're going to travel on over to Wyoming, and uh, we will catch up with you tomorrow.